Listener Production. Hi, I'm Sasha Barbagat. Thanks for joining us on today's extra episode of The Briefing. The Melbourne Cup has long been known as the race that stops the nation. And while officers across the country will stop to watch the event at 3pm tomorrow and Victorians will actually enjoy a day off for it, there's no doubt our interest in the Cup is waning. Attendance numbers at one of Australia's most iconic sporting events have been declining over the years, while support for phasing out horse racing altogether has grown due to animal cruelty concerns. Last year's Melbourne Cup drew its smallest crowd in at least 40 years, not including the COVID-affected races, and TV ratings have also dropped off over the last decade. So what is going on? And does the Melbourne Cup have a future on our country's calendar? Listener journalist Lauren Howarth joins me in studio today to talk about it. Lauren, before we dive into this one, let's take a few steps back. Can you give us a bit of a history lesson on the Melbourne Cup? Yeah, of course. So the race that we know today as the Melbourne Cup was first run in 1861. So back then there were two organising committees controlling horse racing in Victoria. The first one was the Victorian Turf Club and the other was the Victorian Jockey Club. So the race was actually introduced by the Turf Club to beat out the other committee. And then on that day, about 4,000 people, they went to Flemington Racecourse in Melbourne to watch what would become, of course, our country's biggest sporting event. And it's now one of the richest turf races in the world. So the total prize money for this year sits at $8 million. Mm, It's huge. And it has become, I'd say, one of the biggest parts of our Mm. country's identity in terms of our sporting identity. We've got the cricket, we've got the rugby, we've got the NRL, the AFL. Yep. And the Melbourne Cup. Like, you can't doubt its impact. And, you know, I know for me, it's been part of my life just, you know. It's always been there. Yeah, like working in an office. Mm. You know, they encourage you to frock up. Yep. I remember one year we did uh, KFC and champagne. Oh, nice. You know, they do the office suite. People yeah. come around and say, oh, do you want to put a bet on? There's so much like around mm. the Melbourne Cup, which we don't really see with other sports, I don't think. I can't think of something that yeah. is so like universal across yeah. Australia or mm. has been at least in the past. What's happening now? Yeah, so I actually caught up with sports commentator Neil Breen to talk about this and he told me it has been part of Australia's identity for such a long time and it really captured our country's imagination back in the day. You know, horse racing played a really important part of Australia's identity uh, through the depressions and it created heroes as far back as the first Melbourne Cup winner, Archer, through the far lap years and Then in recent times, we've seen the three mighty mares this century. But he acknowledges that there have been some pretty big changes, especially in the past few years. Horse racing was a part of the identity. But I think in recent times, the magnitude and the enormity of the Melbourne Cup in the nation's sort of psyche has waned. You know, times change and... I call it the sort of the pay TV digital television era. Now people can watch any sport anywhere in the world at any time they want. It's just remarkable the access we have to sports now. Yeah, that's such a good point. It just doesn't seem to have the cut through as much as it did for me, you know, maybe 10 years ago when I first started working in an office. Yeah. It was everywhere. Now, I feel like things are just kind of dying down a little bit. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And last year's Melbourne Cup actually drew its smallest crowd in at least 40 years. That's Mm. not including the COVID-affected races that you mentioned before. And crowd numbers um, across all Cup Carnival days have been declining. 
So last year, there were just over 244,000 people that went, and that's compared to 2006, where there was a record 418,000. So that's a massive difference there. Mm. And there has been an increase, as we've been talking about, in this growing support against horse racing. So you might have heard of this campaign called Nup to the Cup. Yep. Have you heard of them? Yep. Definitely. Yeah, so I had a chat with Elio Charlotto. So he's the campaign director for the Coalition for the Protection of Racehorses. And they started the Nup to the Cup campaign back in 2010. They basically wanted to create this alternative to the Melbourne Cup where people can still get together and have a few drinks because I feel like that's a big reason why people go to the races. They just want to hang out with their friends. They don't care about the horses. Yeah. And so that this is why Nup to the Cup started. And he told me that they've noticed this real shift since then. Back then in 2010, they started with just one event and tomorrow they'll actually have close to 30 events around the country. Back then it was one three metre by three metre marquee uh, in a park just up the road from the main entrance to the Flemington race course. And, and it was a, a really rainy day. There was about 30 people that turned up. And I remember one of our volunteers saying, oh, I don't know if this was a good idea. And I said, no, this is a brilliant idea. This is the first one. Let's see how we go over the next five, 10 years. And I always believed that we could make this uh, a national day we could all celebrate and we're well on the way to achieving that goal. And also this year, actually, the annual Melbourne Cup Parade where jockeys and horses are paraded throughout the city streets, that's actually been cancelled. Mm. Um, there had been concerns about the growing protest movement against horse racing, so the Victorian Racing Club actually didn't even apply for council funding. Yeah, well, I think I read last year's parade, activists in the crowds mm. were kind of holding up signs. They were yelling, yeah. horse racing kills, there's yeah. no excuse for racing. And I think a lot of that movement comes from younger people as well, just like we're seeing with so many things, climate change. All over TikTok. Yeah, Yeah. and every year, hashtag up to the cup, Mm. I see multiple people posting it on their stories on, you know, just my friends that I see on Instagram. Yeah. And I do think it is young people driving it. But then we see an event like the Everest in Sydney. Now, tell us about that one because this is a horse racing event that's been started up here to try and rival the cup. And it's doing pretty well, isn't it? Yeah, well, it was basically targeted at younger people because they did notice that this sort of up-and-coming generation, they're not really interested in the horse races. So it was started back in 2017. So it's not that old. Mm. So, And New South Wales basically wanted its own marquee event. It's got $20 million in prize oh. money this year. And just to bring it back, Melbourne Cup has $8 million. Yeah. So a big difference. It's a huge race. Um, It's held in October and a record-breaking crowd went to this year's event, close to 46,500 people. And so I wanted to ask Neil what the Melbourne Cup then might need to do to kind of attract these younger people to come along again. The Melbourne Cup, to get people on track, it's got to create the party. It's got to have the bands and the atmosphere and other entertainment options away from the accident of the horses simply on the track. That is the only way to get young people. Older people like myself, I'm 55 years of age. I'll go to the Melbourne Cup and I'll actually want to watch all the races. I want to see the horses. I want to watch the races because that's my interest. But if my 19-year-old daughter came with me, that wouldn't be her interest. Her interest would be the birdcage or this band's playing after the last or someone's going to sing some songs in the middle and Delta Goodrum's going to do the national anthem things like that. And that I think that is something that the Everest has done. It's an interesting point. I personally mm. am not into the horse racing for the animal cruelty side of things. Yep. And they're saying, oh, we need to make it Neil Breen saying it should be a party. And that's where yeah. all the young people are going to go. Why do we have to involve horse Horses, racing? Yeah. <laughs> Why can't we just do an event that yeah. happens on the first Tuesday of November every year? And it's just a big party. Yep. Everyone in the country can get involved. Yeah, no, it's a good point. I'm not sure. Maybe they will. Maybe the nut to the cup might 
maybe they'll maybe. look into that. That's the answer. And despite the declining crowd numbers, the Victorian Racing Club published the findings of a study recently which shows that the Melbourne Cup Carnival, it's still the number one economic generator of any annual sporting event here in Australia. Mm. And it's contributed more than $3.6 billion in gross economic benefit to Victoria in the past 10 years. That's actually nearly a billion dollars more than what the Australian Open reported in the same period. So mm. it's still a massive thing that we've got in our sporting calendar. Yeah, and even though attendances and interest, I'd say, mm. in general is declining. Yeah. People aren't necessarily tuning out because of the animal abuse concerns. It's for a range of reasons, like yeah. Neil Breen said at the top. We can access any sporting event at any time, anywhere in the world. We yeah. can stream it on our phones. We can watch it at home. We can go to the pub. It yeah. doesn't have that same big event feel, I don't think, as no. it did yeah. a while ago. There's so many different factors at play. The changing attitudes to big sporting events. Then there's the animal abuse issue. You know, as a whole with horse racing, are there any predictions on its future? Yeah, it's definitely a tough one. And when I asked NUP to the Cup about this, they actually said that they don't want to see any sort of ban. They'd rather people educate themselves on the industry and choose to stay away from the race. Well, we don't think that banning it is is the way to go. We think it needs to disappear through natural attrition, which it is doing. We don't want people to uh, want to go to the races but can't because it's been banned. We want people to understand that this is fundamentally a cruel sport, just like greyhound racing is, and it needs to come to an end. And I asked Neil what he thinks of this, what he thinks of the future of horse racing in Australia, and he believes that we'll always have horse racing here. One thing's for certain, horse racing will never cease in Australia. It, it will never cease. This, it's long and complex, and I'll try and give you the short version. The New South Wales government under the Premier Mike Baird several years ago tried to get rid of greyhound racing, and it was ultimately unsuccessful because at the end of the day, political parties live and die by votes. And if they try, any, any government tries to eliminate horse racing, they'll get voted out. There are far too many people, one, who like it, two, there's far too many people employed by it, Horse racing in Australia employs an enormous amount of people. Like, it is a massive, massive industry. And you couldn't simply throw all those people out of work because then they're not going to vote for that government. It's such a good point. And we did learn that lesson when the New South Wales Premier banned greyhound racing. Yeah. He did have to backflip on it. Yeah. It would not be a popular... So many people still enjoy horse racing. Yeah. Like Neil Breen said, they're still employed by it and working in it. So... Any kind of end to horse racing in Australia could be centuries into the future. Yeah, I feel like it's a long way away. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you, Lauren, for bringing us that story. And, of course, the Melbourne Cup runs tomorrow at 3pm. That was listener journo Lauren Howard there talking us through whether the Melbourne Cup has a future in Australia, which I'd say, going off the evidence, it probably does. Hopefully we see better outcomes, though, for horses and a much bigger focus on their welfare. That's it for today's extra episode of The Briefing. Tom and the team will be back tomorrow at 6am. 